Hello, everyone. We are your hosts. I'm Basecamp. And I'm Yeti Legs. And this is our podcast. Yeti. Walks into Basecamp. It's kind of a nifty little name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We hope you've been enjoying our episodes so far. Yes, it's really just been us. But today is a very special episode. We're going to be calling this our fireside chat episodes. Oh, boy. And we'll have a slew of them coming up in the future. And expect them to usually be in two parts because what they are is we basically interview people that we've met on the trail whenever we hiked the PCT in 2022. And these are just the long recounts of their story and our moments together on trail. Yeah. And we're really excited about this one because this is a very dear, dear friend of ours. We met him the first day and we were so close to finishing with him on trail and so it's very rare to actually finish the or start the same day as someone and almost finish the same day Mm -hmm. as someone so this is a really special episode for us because we get to hear his stories so and what's his name deuces so we hope you guys enjoy this is going to be a two-part series so this is part one all right enjoy yeah, Optimus is too bougie to me with it. He was like, I'm too busy. <laughs> like, well, okay, fine. All he's doing is driving hours to go ski. It's hiker hiker um, habits die hard. I, yeah. And I don't want them to die. So. <laughs> yeah. You ready, Ben? Yeah. Here we go. Welcome everyone to our very first campfire episode. This one is very special to us because this is one of the first people we ever met on trail. So we wanted it to be one of the first people that we actually had a podcast conversation with. So everyone, please give a warm welcome to Deuces. Deuces! Yay! How's it going? We're good. We're, uh, well, we're settling back into life. Um, very weird. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, are, you, are you doing great? <laughs> um, I'm yeah. living a bougie-ass life. I'm house-sitting for these people for an extended period. I'm not quite sure how long. Depends on a number of factors. But I'm in, like, a super fucking nice house that I don't have to pay rent for. Ooh. Oh, lovely. Dude, okay, deuces, you got the hookup. <laughs> Apparently. And you're still back at work? Yeah. I really wanted to talk about your ending um, once we get there, just because it was so different than ours. And, um, you know, I mean, everybody has such a different story from that time because everybody, it was like a popcorn of like, yeah. where are you yeah, going to no, land, I, you know? So. I have a great story of my worst day on trail that literally involves ash raining down on me. And <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Yes. Um, <laughs> That was when the so. gate. That was when the gates of hell opened up, and you thought you were gonna die, right? <laughs> I mean, mostly it was a sad day. It was more mournful than uh, scary. All right, so yeah, I got my name uh, from you guys. Uh, so what, what was that? It was probably it was day five. <laughs> day five. Oh, wow, okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we were going down through the desert. There was a water cache that I was over at, and called over to you guys brought you over and you guys had apparently been discussing what to name me all morning yeah yes i have a tendency of not being particularly verbal before coffee uh so every morning i was just leaving (laughs) and and to preface he would leave in like 10 minutes like we would wake (laughs) up and he would just be like he would wake up at the same time as us and 10 minutes later he'd be gone (laughs) <laughs> you'd be gone like fucking Gandalf of the trail you just disappeared, disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah uh, I called over and you guys I think gave me a choice mm-hmm. I could to be deuces or bye Felicia yes <laughs> I still like bye Felicia <laughs> good. the only reason I did not pick that one is because I'm pretty sure everyone just called me Felicia 
Yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. Yeah. Or, yeah, or bias or something. Yeah. Something stupid. <laughs> yes, and so, then I knighted you that day. Yeah, you were knighted in yeah. the heat of the day in the desert. <laughs> the heat of the day. I got down on a knee and got knighted with a trekking pole. You sure yeah. did. That's right. And that's when your knee was bothering you, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, like an ankle thing over my knee. <laughs> right. Wait, deuces. D- yeah. So we originally spelled it D-E-U-C-E-S, right? And then you changed it in the logbook? So you originally spelled it that way. I don't think that we ever discussed spelling. I just didn't, didn't know how to spell <laughs> Spelling is up to the, the person knighting you, right? <laughs> so I would have said D-E-U-C-E-S. But how did you spell it at the beginning? I can't remember. It was like it was just d-u-c-e-s yes what, whatever but whatever. didn't you change it to d-u-c-e-s eventually no, he shortened it he got too tired of writing the e <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway so, oh my god anyways yeah so your real name in the cotton world is, cotton world. is nathan nathan but um, we will no longer say that name and you said nathan no longer existed that is true yeah. after that day i was deuces <laughs> okay so we met you on our first day. The sun was setting. You were like in a grove of manzanitas with at camping with Thomas. With Thomas. Oh, you yes, also I had him named. So at that <laughs> yeah. time, you were just Nathan and Thomas. How did you meet him? Um, that is a good question. So I was, I had a very specific goal for my first week. I did not want to do more than 10 miles the first day. Didn't want to do more than 15 before on any day in the first week. Okay. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to take it really chill. Like, I don't want to wear myself out. So I was sitting on a rock reading a book when Thomas walked up and we started talking. He chilled on the rock with me for a while. And I was like, you want to hike? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we hiked together for probably another like six or seven miles. And then we're like, oh, you know, both of us kind of didn't want to go too far. And we were like, well, might as well stop here and just set up camp right there. Yeah. Then... While hanging out there, you two walked past us. Mm-hmm. Thomas recognized you immediately as the ginger and the joy. I was very shocked. By our Instagram. I man. literally was like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I assumed you two were like famous. I know. I was like, you were like on the same level as like Jupiter or something. I was like, okay, apparently I should know you two. Clearly we're not that famous. We have like a hundred followers. Yeah. <laughs> all right so, so you camped with him that night and the next day i think yeah you hiked by us first and then thomas followed Is yes that- he was after and then we saw you at lake marina yeah. which was kind of all where we bonded or began to bond uh, yeah that's where yeah. we figure out how to get the water machine to work yes <laughs> Yes, which yeah, you as a as a viewer may have a funnier story of that because it was just ridiculous for me. <laughs> it, was, it was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think what was it? The machine was like seventy five cents, and it spit out a gallon of water, and you yes. had to sit there and deal with it while it happened. <laughs> yeah, and there was there was only a massive lake, like point two miles away. We could have <laughs> for free. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But you know what? It's the yeah. walk, right? Even at that point, I don't want to walk the lake. Yeah. When it's yeah. not actually. <laughs> no, you're right. I wasn't exactly on the way either, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do this. We then camped at Boulder Oaks. That's where we really bonded. Yes. We had to convince <laughs> you and Thomas to camp with us by offering you beer. Did we have yeah. dinner for you? You how to bribe me really early. Yeah. Uh, beer. <laughs> Beer was your, uh, was like your, uh... it was kind of like your kryptonite. Yeah. And we'll talk, I feel like every time that we met you, you're either by water or drinking beer. Yes. Which is wonderful. <laughs> but we connected that night to Boulder Oaks. And like, this is the, the second night that you're out there, right? At Boulder Oaks. Mm-hmm. So um, like your, your second night, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you enjoying it? Are you like. <laughs> feeling the blisters or, or what's happening where's deuce's brain <laughs> <laughs> i was loving it on the second night so that night we had a uh, fire we had tables with chair or well, you know benches Few yeah. like, that was that was a bougie night and even at that point i knew that was a bougie night yeah like, 
That was phenomenal. I think that was the day we met Raccoon. Yeah, Leo. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot his real name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's hard. We had to look all this up. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were all sitting around the fire having beer. And, man, yeah, we really do need to get Thomas here uh, <laughs> for this part of the story. But we had to get out of that campsite early because of the, the horny toad. Oh, the horny the toad mating season. <laughs> oh my what God. in the world? Like, uh, yeah. So yeah, we were there the day before they shut down that campsite because of the frog mating season. <laughs> it was, I mean, we hit it at the perfect time. Like I feel like that was our whole like all of the people we all hiked with throughout. We would always just seem to hit things at the right time. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we got insanely lucky on a lot of that stuff. We did. did. One speed. She was the one who drove by and told us we had to be out by seven the next day, which which was no problem for you because you're always up and out anyways. Oh Um, my gosh. And that's when it started. (laughs) If you told anyone in the cotton world that that's my MO, they would not believe you. (laughs) You told us. I mean, literally, Deuces, we we got up one morning. I think it was like a few days in because we were like, damn, Deuces just leaves. And I remember we woke up one morning. We were like, okay, we got up at the same time as Deuces. We're going to like, literally, Wesley was listening to see if you were like packing up. He's like, he's not packing up yet. Hurry, let's get coffee. We're going to pack up the same time as Deuces. Like, this is literally a thing. (laughs) And I remember we got coffee done. And we were starting to drink our coffee. And the next thing I hear from you is, bye, guys. (laughs) <laughs> like, what just happened you always just do now you you literally were like so stealth in packing up you're so quiet and then you leave and you start hiking but i love that we would always catch up with you because you would sit and take like a two-hour lunch and nap <laughs> it's all about siesta all about oh, siesta yes oh, yeah. <laughs> So, Deuces, I actually, I just had a question pop in my head because no one really knows who you are, but can you give us and also the people listening, like, just a little background about who you are, um, your hiking, like, what you did before the PCT, anything like that? And why you chose the PCT over the Appalachian Trail, which is much closer to where you live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, I did half of the Appalachian Trail in 2019, uh, set out with the goal of doing the whole thing. But I also planned for about two weeks before going, so the whole thing didn't <laughs> happen. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was originally I tried to get this time off to go do the whole AT, so I could say you know I finally am a through hiker. I completed the AT, mm. and then somebody was I was having a conversation with somebody where they were trying to talk me out of hiking entirely and like go to Europe and do something on another continent. But their argument essentially was, why do something that you've already seen half of? And I was like, you know what? You're right, but I'm going to still hike. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to go do the PCT instead. Good which, choice. Very much so, yeah. I think I, I'm not entirely sure I want to do the AT again. I'm like, I think I'm going to just do the PCT again if I get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, that. Nice. And uh, what, what do you do for a living in the cotton world? Oh, yeah. I work in IT because it's very trail-oriented kind of life out here. <laughs> uh-huh. but, yeah. you, but you live in North Carolina, right? Yeah. And, I mean, that's one of the hiking like capitals Meccas, of, yeah. of the U.S. Yeah, so uh, it's about three hours for me to get to the real mountains over in the Smokies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I live in the Piedmont, so it's sort of in the middle of the state, which lovely area, but the hiking, it's a bit flat. I suppose. Gotcha. Okay. Are you close to the Blue Ridge Mountains at all? Uh, not really. That's also still about two and a half hours from me. Oh, okay. 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 If you have you checked out the Pisgah National Forest there? Yes. That oh. one is a bit closer and also lovely. That's one of my favorite areas. Yeah. Area. What about the the Linville Gorge area? Have you ever done any of that? <laughs> I have not. Oh, <laughs> it's very rude. You should try it out. Wesley hates it. Oh man, it's <laughs> it is literally straight up. Like it's one of those straight the fuck up climbs and down and then straight up, down, straight up. And then Wesley said he had crossed a river that was like up to his chest. Oh, that was the biggest river crossing that I've ever had to do. Was it Redville Gorge? Yeah. <laughs> so you should right. check it out, Deuces. Yeah, it was, it was up to my <laughs> shoulders, so. <laughs> 
So you tried okay. the AT, you did the PCT instead. You're from North Carolina, you work in IT. And on the trail, you get up super freaking early and start hiking. <laughs> One other thing I noticed about you really early on, because I had a real big issue trying to figure out boots whenever I was prepping oh, yeah. for my hike. Uh, yeah. I noticed yeah, yeah. that you started the trail in the desert with waterproof boots. How did yes. you feel about that? Did it bother you? Or what, what was your reason was your for that trail? All right. So uh, I did it for the same reason everybody always starts with boots. Uh, when I was hiking on the AT, I managed to pretty severely mess up one of my ankles and mm-hmm. I went to support. Uh, I also am well aware of people's feelings on waterproof shoes. And I knew from the beginning I was not going to go waterproof once I hit snow. But mm-hmm. in the desert, that sounds perfect. You're not going to hit a lot of water. And so when I do, I want my feet dry. I do stand by the waterproof shoes through the desert. I do not stand by the boots anymore. Okay. Tell, so, tell us your process of that as you were hiking. Yeah. So I, once I got to um, the Sierras, I switched out the waterproof boots for uh, Hoka Speed Goat 5 mid tops, which are sort of a cross between a boot and a running shoe. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's a lot of cushion. <laughs> it was fantastic. I love those shoes. That's awesome. Um, but then eventually I got kind of sick of the. Well, actually, no, what it was is I couldn't find the mid tops again, so I had to get the regular running shoe version of that shoe. Okay. Which worked fine for me for quite a while uh, until literally the last day of Oregon going into Cascade Locks when I twisted my other ankle, the good ankle, and yeah. twisted it really badly hiked 15 miles out on it and had to take about a week off of the trail. Mm. Uh, but during that time, I went and I saw an ankle doctor, which is a thing that exists. <laughs> and uh, He set me up with some ankle braces called ASO braces. And I will swear by these things until I die. I will never go hiking without them again. If you want ankle support, get braces and wear running shoes. Because Wait a minute. Braces, like, as in ankle, they're ankle braces? Like, uh, so they're, like, they're, they're the kind of things you get, like, CVS for your ankle, but, like, a, a little bit more hardcore. So you have to li- lace them up and, like, put them on. But they fit between your sock and your shoe. And okay. they, they only so let you go. Like, on your foot and up your ankle? Yeah, exactly. So they only let you move your ankle sort of forward and backwards with very limited side-to-side oh. mobility. Okay. And they are phenomenal. Like, I have terrible ankles. I do not hurt them when I'm wearing them. Did you find that the, the braces kind of rubbed your feet or caused blisters? Uh, no, not really. Uh, they, I think they take okay. maybe 100 miles off the life of your shoes because they do some damage to the shoe. Oh, okay, okay. But, but that's really valuable information. I've never thought about that. So if you have weak ankles already, starting with braces with your shoes actually will be probably gold. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Like way better than boots for ankle support. Did you use any custom insoles too, or just what came with the shoes? Just what came with the shoes, but mm-hmm. I, I would go for the Hoka's, which are you know the squishiest shoes on the planet. Oh my god, yeah. there's so much cushion on they're, them. They're like walking <laughs> out. Yeah, but I I just remember because I remember you had a bad ankle. That's what took you out on the AT. It was it was yeah. that ankle, and you hurt it pretty severely on the AT. And then yeah. I remember when you were coming into the PCT, were you nervous about hurting that one again? Or did it like get stronger as you hiked? That's a good question. I was definitely nervous about hurting it again. I don't know if it got stronger as I hiked. Okay. I, I, I think in, in a sense, yes, but also you're constantly putting it under stress that I don't think is actually good for it. Yeah. Okay. And I, cause I remember was it, I think when we were a group text in Washington or Cascades, like in Oregon, was, I think you had said you hurt your ankle, you fell into, tell us how you hurt your ankle. Didn't you fall into a big hole? Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's during the section where you can take the alternate to go see uh tunnel falls or oh, you yeah, can stay on the real PTP. Yeah. Eagle, Eagle Creek something, or I know. It's, yeah. The alternate. <laughs> yes. The beautiful falls. Yeah, and they are stunning, uh, no matter how much pain you're in when you're looking at them. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, the, to get from the PCT to the Eagle Creek Trail, 
you take this sketchy, not really maintained thing that's super steep downhill oh, and has giant potholes all over it. Oh, yeah. And I was not paying attention, and I stepped into one of those holes, foot landed sideways, and I put all my weight on it and oh. collapsed. Oh, shoot. Oh, uh, so got the message, though. I thought it was your bad ankle, so I thought it, like, snapped. And yeah. Like, oh no, this is not good. Yeah. And then you said it was your good ankle. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a nasty, gnarly picture of it. I basically just popped, I think, like six ibuprofen, oh. uh, sat there for 30 minutes while they kicked in. <laughs> oh, and then uh, just used my trekking poles as, for as much support as I could on uh, my way down. 15 mm-hmm. miles. That is. Yeah a lot to hike on a injury like that yeah it is yeah Damn. yeah that, that was a bit rough i do want to go back to oh sorry no, I, was gonna say, I, I think it would be great if you could send us a link to those braces if it's something you can get over the counter that way yeah, people yeah. who have ankle issues can have this as a resource oh yeah we can put it in the show notes and then that way if anyone that's curious or you know is about to do a hike they can look it up and for sure. Yeah. And I'm happy to proselytize and spread the word on these things. Awesome. Let's okay, do it. cool. Um, I do want to go back to the boots because you know, as everyone knows, boots and running shoes are such a like debate on the trail. <laughs> I want you to talk about why like what was it about boots that you were like, I can't do this anymore? Or what was that process like for you? So really, it was kind of an accident. I, I really liked the boots in the desert. Um, <laughs> I wear boots in real life. That's my day-to-day shoe. Okay. Really, the reason I ended up going away from the boots is because I couldn't find any that weren't waterproof, and I didn't want to be in the snow with waterproof boots. Is um, the reason for that because you wanted your shoes to dry at night or dry yes. day? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I did not want to have my feet in there where the water was never going to evaporate. So. You know, and, and people would argue against that and say that you should go into the snow with waterproof. <laughs> that way your shoes don't get soaked. Um, what I would mean, you say to people who argue against you on that? Um, I'd say they've never post-hold. <laughs> <laughs> or tried to jump into a post-hold. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Oh my God. Um, so coming back to the beginning, the first two days, um, we saw you on and off. The third day, we're heading into Mount Laguna. Would you please tell everybody about our Mount Laguna experience? Oh my gosh, yes, please. Oh, oh yes, okay. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like it's so okay. Hard I don't remember. Oh, okay. That was that was a that was an interesting day. Yeah. So it was day three. We're in the desert, and we hit like a small forest. Really, it was kind of cool seeing a desert forest like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it starts coming down pretty hard with snow, um, and it's getting very cold and we're pretty close to this town that is barely a town but (laughs) everybody kind of tries to get in there it seems like um when they're first starting and we go to this town we look at all the options for staying places at night and none of them are available of course we didn't have internet before getting to town so we couldn't look it up before then uh Uh, so then we are optimist and i are waiting for you two to catch up and (laughs) We are <laughs> we are standing in a parking lot of a French restaurant that is closed. Uh, this is, these two guys are sitting on the other side of the parking lot speaking French. And Optimist yells over to them in French, and they have an entire conversation that I understand absolutely none of. <laughs> and uh, afterwards, the guy walks away, and Optimist goes, all right, let's go. I'm like, go where? <laughs> and he takes us into this... Uh, the French restaurant lets us sleep on the floor, lets us use the employee bathroom, which has a shower in it, that was cool. and gives us coffee in the morning, and we get breakfast from him in the morning, and it is just, everything about it was fantastic. It was an incredible and, experience. And all we had but, to do was, like, sweep and wipe down the tables as our payment for staying. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty sweet of them. I think my favorite thing about that memory is how Optimus, like, told us everything about himself before that. Like, I feel like I knew. We got a verbal resume. And then (laughs) all of a sudden, he speaks, like, fluently. And we're all just kind of looking at him like, what? 
And I just remember him looking at us when we, he came back and he's like, oh yeah, French is actually my first language. Like that's, my parents were from France. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know. He was like, I told you that I was born in France. But, like, but that doesn't mean you speak <laughs> I think that's a, like one of my favorite moments of that entire exchange that night. Like, this is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's that's day three. And two days later, we see you in the desert. We give you your name, Deuces, which you accept. And then I think we see you again at Paradise Valley Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paradise. We were all at Paradise. Which no, is... no, no, no. Not Paradise. Julian. We were in Julian. Oh, yeah. I jumped. Wait, oh, yeah. Yeah. Julian. <laughs> Julian. But Julian yes. is where we saw him. Because I remember we were hiking together the day the hailstorm hit like earlier that day right and then yeah and then as the hailstorm hit i was actually worried about you because we pitched the tent on that ridge and we were going to meet you at a campsite yeah and then we decided we're just going to call it here and we did and we did but you said you uh camp with brother paul uh so i had an interesting night that night yeah i i was up uh, I don't think I wasn't above tree line, but I was uh, up on the ridge when the hailstorm came. Yeah. And I could see that it was about to start. So I, I figured it was rain. I didn't realize it was going to be a hail, but yeah. I, set up, I set up my tent just so I could stay dry during it. And the hailstorm came and I was actually quite comfortable. It was a really beautiful, lovely little time. I made myself some tea, hung out in my tent. Um, <laughs> the hailstorm passed. But then as it started to get dark, there started being wolves howling. And I was like, I, first of all, I didn't know there were wolves here. Um, secondly, I don't really want to be camping alone in a place where there's wolves. I realize Smart. I don't want to do that. Smart. <laughs> so I, I pack up all my stuff, keep hiking. I'm hiking through the night and I find somebody else camping alone uh, a few miles down the trail. And I just set up next to them. Don't say anything because it's the middle of the night. They're sleeping. And in the morning, I get to meet Brother Paul, who was the person I was camping next to, who is a phenomenal person. But the real thing about the story that I found hysterical was when we actually got into Julian, I found that there was a wildlife preservation center that focused on wolves there. <laughs> so I went down, I was like, hey, are there wolves in these hills? And they went, well, only the ones in the preservation center. Uh-huh. So all the wolves I was running from were behind a chain link fence. <laughs> <laughs> they were dead. They were completely helpless to you, but you could hear them. <laughs> and the imagination is sometimes your own worst enemy out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's smart, though, that you were like, okay, probably not the best idea if it's a pack of wolves. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good call if you, I mean, you don't know. This is what we were talking about in our last podcast is you have to assess situations Mm -hmm. because the environment, you can't control the environment, but you can like control what you're going to do about it. And like you, you have to problem solve always. Yeah. You problem solved. You did. (laughs) I like that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Also deuces in honor of you. I am drinking a beer at 1230 in the middle of the day. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, Just for you. you. Beer, I'm just having coffee so far, but maybe nice. by the end of the conversation. I'm going to join you. But speaking of beer, in Julian, we go to one of the breweries. It's called Nickel Brewing. It's like on the outside of town. And that's where yes. you name Marie. What was what was your reasoning for coming up with the name Base Camp? I think the reasoning was basically just that uh, so far Marie had been the person. That feels weird calling you Marie. Uh, <laughs> so far, Base Camp had been the person that had kind of been one that was like giving everyone advice on how we should be approaching things like what we should be doing for various conditions and i think you two were the only ones on any mountaineering experience so we've been talking a lot about the sierras and how to get set up for that yeah yeah uh and so these kind of just seemed like you know the base camp <laughs> the base camp of the, the base group. camp <laughs> it did stay it did also help that you guys had the heaviest packs of anybody I have ever met. Oh my god! What what was your base weight when you started? We tr- we truly don't know, but I'm pretty sure I was carrying 45 pounds with food. So you know, base camp. Also, you had all the extra gear. We did <laughs> have yeah, we had a tent. We had some bougie stuff. We did. We did at the beginning, but hey, we shaved that weight, deuces. By Sierra, yeah, like fuck this shit. 
was like, I'm getting rid of everything. Yeah. I think I had you like got, a You guys got a lot faster after that. We did. Yeah. We did. I think I had a 25 pound pack after the Sierras with food. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I feel like every time we talked about our tent, Optimus would like increase the capacity of it. Oh my God. We got to several hundred people fitting in a three person tent at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, Julian was a lot of fun. I, that's where I got to celebrate my birthday. And we yeah. all celebrated it at so, the brewery. Yeah. And then you guys got an Airbnb so that you could have a little privacy and some time. And then Optimist and I decided that you didn't deserve privacy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up camping in your backyard of the Airbnb. Yes, yeah. because there was no room available anywhere. And so we did ask the owners because you were like, hey, would it be possible if we could pitch our tent? Because there was a huge yard. <laughs> But there was there was also a really nice deck out there that y'all could have cowboy camped on. Well, uh, true. It didn't even occur to me true. at that point that cowboy camping was an option. I I still <laughs> never even, like thought about the idea of camping without a tent yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I did say we were going to be having sex while we were there, so must be careful and yeah. not listen. Or what did I say? I <laughs> I'm quite certain that you would mind more than Optimist. <laughs> oh my gosh! I swear. I, didn't y'all come into the, you came into the Airbnb. And I mean, not while you guys were doing anything. Well, gosh, no. Because I kicked you out before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag life of a couple on trail. Um, yes. Couple, married couple. Yeah. Um, we got needs. Yeah. That was so funny because I didn't, like, we were all hanging out in the living room. I mean, it was a tiny, teeny, tiny little, like, tiny home. It was, like, maybe but, 200 square feet. But I just remember in the living room, we were all hanging out, drinking, I think, and I was like, all right, y'all, go, go. Like, I need to have sex or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Probably about right. <laughs> but And the next day, we had gotten two-foot adventures to hook us up with a ride back to trail at the underpass. Yeah. Yeah. So we got up pretty early and we were hitting the desert before we were out. The sun was at its peak. Yeah. And really, we were just going through the desert. We, I feel like we leapfrogged with you throughout the desert from that point forward. Pretty much. Yeah. Is there anything you remember um, about the desert that like sticks out to you that you loved or didn't like or anything like that? Oh, uh, let's see. Are, are we doing a San Jacinto? Because. Oh my gosh! Oh, we, we can get yes. to in a second. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, that's, okay, that's let's talk about Santa Santa. Yes. <laughs> You talk about it, Deuces. What was your experience? Because <laughs> we'll tell everybody our experience later. But all right. So at this point, um, I was hiking with you, Optim- you guys, Optimus, Razor, uh, Raccoon, uh, Tumbleweed, and some other people. Was Roy G. Biv there too? Oh, I feel like she joined I later. I think she joined us later. She did. I think you're right. Oh, that's right. She didn't end up doing the Apache Peak section. She did an alternate. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's what okay. it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Hey Google was there. That was when we met Hey Google. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey because we had all sat down in Idlewild and did like a, a powwow before going into San Jacinto's. And it was yeah. not as bad as I could have ever. Like this year... Yes, that should have been, yeah. like, yes, do a powwow, because yeah. it's legit. I felt like last year it was, like, child's play out there. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I'm, like, I'm glad that I, like, got in the ice axe. I'm glad I was, like, it gave me a chance to learn how to self-arrest. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, which, which you needed to know how to do later on. Apparently in the Sierras, which we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I was kind of scared. It was the first time I'd ever hiked in snow at all. Thankfully, very easy, you know, baby steps kind of deal. We we got up there that first night, and <laughs> we were camping on the ridge line with a whole bunch of people. There's a lot, yeah. And the wind blew over everybody's tent except, to my knowledge, your guys's. Yep, yep. I think Raccoon, Raccoon's tent was destroyed. I think he ended up rolling around in the night, like to the other side of the campground. Yeah, he almost actually fell off the cliff, rolling in his tent. Yeah, and, and remember, he had lost his prescription glasses. So all he had was all he had was prescription sunglasses, and they do you no good at night. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, part of the name of raccoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was, a, that was a very appropriate name. Yeah, I think Optimus gave him that, and and right. Uh, 
yeah, so then in the morning, <laughs> I thought that uh, Base Camp was making a joke when she yelled over to me how to sleep. <laughs> and I yelled back, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, dude, she did not like that. I, I had a really rough night, too, dude. Because the tent kept hitting me in the head. Not Leslie, but me. Like, a pimple kept smacking into my head. So yeah. I didn't sleep at all. So I was very sensitive. <laughs> And we got to go do the Apache Peak, the Ridge Traverse for Microsoft passed away. Yeah, so there was a lot yeah. of buildup around it. So I'm sure I was on edge. I know a lot of people were. And I think that night you guys pushed farther than I did. I ended up hanging back with uh, Raccoon. Really nice campsite, but not very far into it. Yes, that's right. And we were worried about you guys, though, because we had so much snow that hit after that, I think, too, on it. But yeah. we camped with Optimus that night in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I think uh, the next night, Raccoon, I made a point to try to catch you guys. And you did. But, uh, well, I did. Raccoon did not, which had me a little worried at first, but he was fine. Yeah, you guys did a 12-mile day that day. We did 18, I think. And yeah. it was not an easy run. No, but, it wasn't. That was to Fuller Ridge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, how and did you feel about the snow levels in San Jack? Looking back, not that significant. As my first time ever dealing with snow, it was yeah. difficult. Did you say like, it was difficult? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's especially one part where there's like a sort of U-turn where you're on the side of the mountain where the trail was just not really there. That yeah. part really scared me. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and then actually that was where I first ran into... Um, what did his name end up being? Rogue. Oh my gosh, Dan. I still Dan. don't call him Rogue. Like, I swear <laughs> we have like four names on trail. And so I still call him Dan. <laughs> so to go into the backstory on Dan, oh, Dan's Dan. shtick is this. So he's a chemist. He refused to use traction devices or trekking poles the entire length of the trail, even in the high sierras <clears throat> and he would always just go off on these random blue blazes and bag peaks yeah he was a peak bagger yeah and you actually came up with a really great name for him deuces and he didn't did. take what was it uh peekaboo i really wish he'd taken it but <laughs> like one. you would always go like so far ahead of you you'd be like oh, i've never seen him again i know and he'd walk up behind you and you'd be like what the hell and you'd be like I oh yeah just did like this summit over here it's, it's like true. Again, and then all of a sudden he would be in the town we were heading. I was like, "How did he get ahead of us? He was behind us!" Like I would be so, my brain would be so confused. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, but we did meet. And then, did you meet Jedi and Kappa? Because we met Jedi and Kappa in that time too. No, I didn't meet them until um, Kennedy Meadow South. So oh Jedi, Jedi and Kappa, we met after you stayed back with Razor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, that night when he camped with Raccoon, though, uh -huh. do you remember, we were going through with Optimus, and then all of a sudden, these people, these four guys are behind us, and oh, they're, just, they're, they're laughing. plowing through the snow, <laughs> and laughing, and all we see is this burly, blonde-haired man, Jedi, who is post-holing up to his waist, because his pack is so heavy, <laughs> and then Kappa <laughs> is right behind him, and they're passing us. And we just see Jedi constantly post-holing, and Kappa turns and looks at us and goes, mate, it's so fucking funny. He's just so heavy. He keeps going through the snow. <laughs> Jedi is a fit guy, but he's got to be between 200 and 220 pounds. He's a burly German. <laughs> yeah, he's just a big dude. And he has like a 50-pound pack. Yeah, yeah. So that was our introduction to them, but we never, and then we saw them again because they were smoking weed. Yeah, they had met uh, a trail angel who hiked in to meet them and brought her pipe and weed. That night. So when you guys <laughs> camped that night, this all happened to us after that. And they decide they're going to camp there. And Boomy was there. And I think Build-A-Bear. And they all are like, oh, come and camp with us. And we're like, no, we're going to go a little further. Uh, we just want to get out of this snow. And that was, we didn't see them again until a, a week later, I guess. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that was our introduction to Jedi and Kappa. Uh, <laughs> very famous. <laughs> yeah, it was a great intro. It and, was. And and for Fuller Ridge, we had like a 20 mile downhill 
through blistering heat towards Capitol. Oh my God. Can you talk about your experience on that one? Yes. So that, that is one of the more interesting ones. Hang on. I'm sorry. My phone is dying. I'm grabbing a power brick so I can keep talking to you guys. Okay. okay. You hear that folks? He used the power brick instead of a cord to an outlet. Yes. There's some things you can't break from through hiking. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the power brick is just super helpful for this kind of thing where yeah. I need to actually be on the phone. Half, half the things I own at this point is still just trail stuff. <laughs> Same for us too, though. I uh-huh. feel like I got rid of everything except for my trail stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. So Fuller Ridge. Mm-hmm. So going up through San Jacinto the entire time, there'd been snow everywhere. Not a lot of water, but at worst case, you could always just shove some snow into your whatever bladder, water bottle, whatever, set it on top of your pack and let it sun melt and get some return on your investment, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> we were dry camping uh, that night, which there was technically a disgusting muddy puddle. I believe Raccoon is the, or not Raccoon, I believe uh, uh, Chief. I think Chief is the only person I knew that actually used that puddle. Cheese. Yes. He's the only person that was correct because that puddle was the last water for the next 15 miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sh- yeah, we all should have grabbed from that disgusting puddle. Yes. Yeah. 15 miles straight down this hill uh, with no tree cover, just desert. Absolutely beautiful. I think it was the first time I've ever seen prickly pears in bloom. I'm going down uh, the mountain there and I ran out of water with, I think, seven miles left before the next water source. Basically, everybody else was out of water, too. You couldn't ask anybody for water because yeah. the people that had it had a tiny bit, and that was for them. I finally get down to a point where there's a big rock where I can kind of get most of my body into the shade under it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to stop here and wait a little bit. Yeah, do you and remember the, the high that day was 105? I believe it. <laughs> that was so – and that was March, that was mid-March. March. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. No, do- and for anyone that's going to do the PCT in the future, no matter what time of year it is, when you're coming down from San Jacinto, get water. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just get water because it's going to be yeah. hot. But I'm sitting under this rock two miles from the water source, uh, straight downhill to the water. When Chief starts jogging back up the mountain <laughs> and passes me and hands me a water bottle. He has like 10 water bottles with him. He's just jogging up the mountain, handing out water bottles to people. I had Chief. I, yeah, that guy is, I got him a beer in the next town and he very much deserved it. Yes, he did. (laughs) Like I've never seen somebody walk multiple miles up a mountain the wrong direction. To give his friends water. Yes. He like, because he even came up to us and I think we were like maybe three miles at that point from the water source. And we see him and we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, do you guys need water? And we're like, actually... Didn't we have a little bit? We, we still had a tiny we bit. We were fine. We were okay, but Razor was not okay behind us. Razor was his objective to reach her, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so, he, and we were like, just give it to Razor, you know, get her safely down. We'll be okay. But we were, we were struggling. I remember. I was like, dear God, I can't wait for some cold water or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember getting down to that water source and I just started drinking it just straight out of the, it was a tap. And so I was like, straight into my mouth and then after i've been sitting there for like 10 or 15 minutes somebody pointed to the sign that said water is not filtered may contain giardia (laughs) (laughs) like well too late now (laughs) you're like great great but you didn't get sick right i I did not no (laughs) i do remember though um because tumbleweed was down there cougar zero you and then chief went to get razor and we were all just kind of sitting there like breathing heavy Hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get in the shade. What did we know that we only had a few miles to Mama Bear's giant oh, like, trail oasis. magic oasis underneath the bridge? Yeah, it was stacked with what water, beer, wine, food. So much. So it was much. Gatorade, yeah. electrolytes. But uh, yeah. and then I remember though, the sweet person that was gonna let us uh that was picking us up and they had said, Yeah, you can stay with me and and then we were like, well, shit, our, like our, pretty much our family is here, right here with us. and that just feels wrong for us to take this and not ask at least. So we did ask like, hey, we've got a few, like a handful of people with us. Would it be possible to pick them up as well? And then she was like, yeah, they can just 
stay with me. That's fine. <laughs> At her house in Cabazon. Yeah. Yeah. But that worked out. That that was an amazing trail magic too. Like she brought us she brought us to her place in multiple trips. Yeah. Like she kept running back and forth between. I know. Then she brought us all to uh In and Out. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then took us back to her house where she had a hot tub. Oh, yes. And let us use it. And then she she took us to the grocery store and let us all resupply. I know. It was out of this world incredible. Sweet Amy. She was amazing. Yeah. And you know how that happened? She had reached hmm. out to us on Facebook, I think, because she saw our like announcement of doing the PCT and she was from Georgia and she reached out and she was like, hey, are you guys from the South? Because I think I detected a hint of a Southern accent. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. She's like, well, I would love to. She's like, I'm not a trail angel, but I would really love to help you guys while you're there. Um, you know, and so that was, it was a really, she was like, just let me know when you're close to Cabazon. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, holy crap, this really, she hooked us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was incredible. Yeah. And from there, we didn't really see you a whole lot until Big Bear, which is where we all hung out and got beers. Reunited, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think you actually chose the place. What was it called? Social or something? Yeah. So <laughs> I I remember I was trying to find like a good spot for us all to meet. And I stopped at the first place. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, let's just do this one. And then I looked at the menu and the beers were all like $12. And I was like, oh, yeah. let's not do this one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big Bear was expensive. Yeah, it was. It was. That was a nice uh, talk about this before we go further. At this point, did you have a tramley or who did you consider tramley? Because this is like (laughs) a really touchy subject for me. (laughs) I mean, so okay, I've I feel like I I had a huge tramley that whittled down as time went on, and at Mm -hmm. no point was it ever like a like it was never like a we're hiking together, we're camping together kind of deal. You guys are absolutely trembly, even if I like to make the joke. <laughs> uh, can you tell everybody what the joke is that you continually said? It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. um, honestly, I'm not even going to remember it properly right now. No, you just said we were trembly, not trembly. Not tr- it was something like okay. this is our trembly, not trembly, <laughs> fake trembly. <laughs> yeah. We we just camp together on accident a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to each other all the time <laughs> it's true uh, i think, I think sierras, we really did start doing it intentionally together a lot <laughs> yeah i feel like in the sierras we did more until yeah. we lost you yeah at glen yeah. pass yeah which we will talk about but let's continue anyway but then your family <laughs> kind of you like you said you whittled it down as you went on well, yeah, so it wasn't so much I whittled it down. It was just, you know, the trail whittled it down. Mm, yeah. Good point, good point. So Low breaks, go into L.A. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we didn't see you. We finally ran back into you at Belden, right? Well, so in SoCal, we would see Deuces in town, but we would never really see him on trail. <laughs> so, <laughs> we I think we saw you at Cajon Pass. Um Deuces, were you really hiking the trail, or were you were you just jumping cars? No, I'm yeah. Kidding. I mean, we, we had, we had yellow the whole thing. Oh my god, we had lots of beers in Wrightwood. Um, so from really from Big Bear to what is it? The LA Aqueduct in Hiker Town. What what were you doing like during that period? So what happened between yeah until the the Hiker Town LA Aqueduct? I think I think at that point I was starting to try to do the various challenges a lot. I did my first couple of marathons in that section. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> For anyone but, who doesn't know what a marathon is, it's 26 miles, which 26, 26, 26 back to back to back is a lot. That was that was a good section for that. Fairly flat, fairly easy. Yeah. The uh, actual one where you get to Hiker Town, then I tried to do what's called the Tehachapi Challenge. I got to Hiker Town, I think, at like maybe one in the afternoon. Went to the store that you always go to when you go to Hiker Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, paid way too much for some food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I went to bed at five o'clock after tr- trying to talk uh, Chief into doing the Tatchby Challenge with me, which he kept insisting he was not going to do. <laughs> 
so then I got up at midnight and Chief also got up at midnight and was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> uh-huh. So Chief, I think it slept maybe two hours. <laughs> I'd slept like seven. God. And can you explain uh, the Tehachapi challenge for those? Yes. Who so the goal is to get from Tehachapi or to get from Hikertown to Tehachapi in 24 hours. So it's sort of a 24 hour challenge, but it's more specific. And basically you get on the aqueduct then you just barrel straight as far as you can and try to get to Tehachapi, which is 50 miles away. I was going to say, the, the biggest hurdle about this is that you're hiking through the second largest wind farm <laughs> on the planet through the Mojave <laughs> Slopes. Was that yeah. a challenge on, I mean, for you on your Tehachapi challenge? Uh, the wind was difficult. So, yeah, sleep deprivation and wind don't mix as well as you might think. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I the first probably 20 miles were really not a difficulty at all. Like, planned them out pretty well, and that's mostly along the aqueduct, so it's flat. Uh, most of it got boring. Yeah. But then after that, uh, we had to climb up a mountain where there was somehow a water cache that I have no idea how it was, main- how it was maintained up there. And then from that point on, it's wind farm until you get to Tehachapi. Oh my God, the wind. Like it got to the point where I was probably hiking at a 45 degree angle just so that the wind (laughs) wouldn't blow me over. Yes, I felt the same way, Deuces, there. I thought it was going to literally blow me off the side of the mountain. I was like, right. And I was exhausted and angry and having a terrible time. (laughs) I mean, as one should, if they've got no sleep, barely food, and the wind is knocking them off the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There there came a point where I just sat down. I was like, I think I'm having calorie deprivation. (laughs) And so I took a tortilla and I put a tortilla on it and then I rolled it up and I shoved it in my mouth. Well well I did not have the energy to put things in it. (laughs) What time was that in your in the challenge? Uh, So that was I think there was like eight miles left to Tehachapi. So I think that was probably around 6 p.m. Dang. I've been hiking since midnight. Man. Uh, That's a hard one. And then yeah. So then I finally get to this point where it's all downhill. You can see the bridge of the highway that you're used to hitch into Tehachapi. Yes. And it's right there. You're so close. The beauty. And then it is switchbacks that never go downhill. (laughs) You go down like an inch a mile. And it's infuriating. It was brutally windy, extremely cold. I just wanted to be there. And that one, that one was rough. <laughs> and that's so right. That's the joke of the PCT, right? It's like, you think you're so close, but then they take you on the switchback. It's like a half a mile away to then go back to another <laughs> half mile, but then do another half mile. And you're like, it, but it's right there. If I could just go straight, I would already be there. <laughs> like, uh-huh. why are we doing all these switchbacks? There were so many times, Deuces, that we looked at each other and we're like, well, it is the National Scenic Trail. Like, look, turn right, and you'll see this beautiful mountain. <laughs> yeah. But, but oh Tehachapi God. had a huge reward for you, I believe. Didn't it have your favorite brewery on the trail? Tehachapi had an incredible amount of things. And yes, that brewery is insanely underrated. Uh, what was it called? I spent, I spent three days in Tehachapi, which yeah, I, I used yeah, the excuse did. of I had just done basically a 24-hour challenge. I needed right. a day off. Yeah. <laughs> but they had an incredible German bakery. They had a diner that had just like this disgusting and beautiful plate of food that I don't even know. I think they called it an enchilada. I don't know what it really was. It was just a pile of food. It was fantastic. That's amazing. And then they had a brewery that had like 30 odd beers of which during my time there, I tried all. Yes, you did. They were all fantastic. As a through hiker should though. That's like, (laughs) I feel like a rite of passion. Passion. Right of passion. That is accurate. Yeah, you should try all the beers. When a, if a thruiker looks at me, he's like, "I don't drink beer," I'm like, 
I don't think you're a through hiker. We can't like, assess you. <laughs> like there is no other time in your life where you're going to be allowed to have every carb you want. <laughs> and it just burned right through you. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, yeah. Tehachapi is basically the end of the SoCal section. Um, just a few miles outside of town, and you're already in the Sierra section mm-hmm. on the Far Out app. What was your high and your low from the SoCal section of the trail? That's a good question. That is a very good question. I'd say my low was definitely coming down uh, San Jacinto with that brutal hot day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what was the high? The, there was a lot of really beautiful stuff there. Like, I, I honestly, I thought I went into that section thinking I was going to hate the desert. I was like, you know, it's going to all be the same it's all going to be just bleh yeah but it was stunningly beautiful um like the the flowers i i i realized that it wasn't like a huge desert spring but we were there during the desert spring and it was stunning it was it was very beautiful like yeah oh okay you know what i think my favorite day was actually i think one of your least favorite days um (laughs) (laughs) but it was the section uh where you're going through the Whitewater Preserve. Oh, yeah. That They're was a hard climb. Just out of Cabazon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. going going down into that valley, all of the hills were just covered in poppy. It was beautiful. And then going up the hill, it was sort of the sandy mess of shrubbery and just uphill mm-hmm. where you could not follow the trail at all. And I personally just stopped trying to follow the trail. I was like, well, I keep crossing this river according to the map. So I'm just going to stay next to the river and I'll find the trail occasionally. Oh my gosh. Wait, yeah. Was that, was that the section where like we had to follow the cairns mm-hmm. to get, yes, to get through and try to figure out where in the world we were? Oh. Yes. And everybody I've talked to had a terrible day that day except me. I had a blast. Good job, Deuces. <laughs> Or San Gorgonio. Was that San Gorgonio? I don't remember. I do remember that section though, because you were. It's like, where am I? And then you're, and then you're trying to figure out, do I go right or left? And then you see a cairn, and then you're like, wait, but, but there's no trail. Yeah. Where's the next cairn? <laughs> it was like playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. So, Thomas, Optimus Prime. Optimus. And you. You both had boa shorts, and you wanted me to get a third pair of boa shorts so that we could all be like a theme. What was the theme? (laughs) All right. So uh, Optimist and I were, what was that? That was, I think, in Wrightwood. Uh We we were at a bar together to have a few beers. (laughs) (laughs) I think there might be a trend in this story. Um, (laughs) That we do things after we drink? Is that what? That's the common theme. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we both decided to get some ridiculous boa running shorts and get them shipped up ahead to Acton. He got ones that had cheese, like little cheese print all over it. Because he loved cheese. And yeah. <laughs> I got uh, bright yellow ones with red chili peppers on them. <laughs> and then we wanted Yeti to get ones that had fries all over them so that we could be yeah. chili cheese fries. But base camp is against Yeti wearing four inch inseam shorts, apparently. Oh no. Which I don't understand. I think you're just trying to I think you're just not wanting to share those massive lovely legs with the world. But that's fine. <laughs> no, no. They were not four inch, they were two inch. Okay, they are not they're at least three. <laughs> but like he had, he was already wearing short shorts and everybody would check him out all the time and mention his legs. Like men, women, like anything and in between marmots like anyone's checking wesley's legs out yeah and then you guys are like yeah yeah but they're like you know a little bit shorter than what he has now and i'm like do you understand what you were asking like if they get any shorter he's gonna have a speed on the funny thing is, Deuce, is is that by crater lake i got in a pair of two inch he did and seen chicken legs so it didn't even matter yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so we need to. So, yes, you can. I mean, you can get the fries. Now I don't care, right? We gotta all be on the same trail for it to work, though. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. I'll also say, Deuces, we definitely consider you one of our core tramley. Yeah. You actually named both of us. Yeah, yeah. You, named and you guys named me. 
at Montezuma uh, Market. Which, can you oh. actually, we're already ahead of that story, but can you tell the story of his name? Oh, uh, of Yeti's name? <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't there when it happened. Yeah, so we've been trying to come up with a name for Yeti for quite a while. Personally, I still am a big fan of Frog Block. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, for I tried to name I tried to name him Frog Block, uh, because for one thing there was the horny toad section that we've already covered. <laughs> then on another day, when you guys didn't see the signs that said you weren't supposed to go through this oh, section because shit. of the frog. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That was an <laughs> because the frog needed to mate, and so I wanted to name him Frog Block. <laughs> But he wouldn't accept actually, that one. <laughs> we have we have debated whether we should even share with anyone what happened. Because did you know you're not supposed to go through that section? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, the bright yellow sign did give me a hint. <laughs> Man, that was one of the hardest sections we did, aside from Bishop. Pass. By the way, there was no trail, and there was a rock slide that we had to literally walk on. Like there was no trail; it was completely unmaintained. We were hauling ourselves over massive trees like the ones in Washington like it was so dumb and I was like why did we do this oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that section might be the closest I got to cheating I think there's a good argument that I cheated <laughs> is it because like, of the road walk why yes because uh, during the road walk there's a section where you're supposed to get back onto the trail and <laughs> Optimus and I didn't notice it but we also weren't really looking we just kept walking on the road. Yeah. And so we ended up skipping, I think, five miles that everybody else had a really hard time with. It was, yes. a, it was a continuous footpath. Yeah, it was a continuous footpath. There you go. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. No. yeah. Um, <laughs> so you named me in a Montezuma market. Oh, so, yes, yes. yes. Uh, so, yeah. We also were playing with a bunch of uh, ones about your legs because, you know, as we just covered, you have pretty impressive legs. He Thank does. You. Thank you. Very defined. Then... There was a day where we were all at the Montezuma Cafe, which has a gigantic Yeti statue out front. <laughs> and Wesley went over and decided to take a silly picture where he was feeling up the Yeti's butt. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember who took the picture. I think, I think Optimus maybe took the picture. But it ended yes. up being this beautiful picture where the lighting is just like stunning. And like it looks like something <laughs> like a romance era painting except it's a picture of yeti grabbing a yeti's butt yeah. <laughs> and didn't you all kind of all of a sudden have like this oh my gosh yeti legs moment like yes it, it worked beautifully especially because you're you know pretty pale person so the yeti part mm, yeah excellent. Pretty... <laughs> oh man and it was born and you united him in front of the yeti yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I find it funny that we always knighted with different items. Like we knighted you with a trekking pole, united base camp with a hot poker from the fireplace, <laughs> and then you knighted me with your ice axe. So <laughs> yeah. And then later in Wrightwood, I remember knighting Optimus. We we had named him like the second day, but we never officially knighted him. I knighted him with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love the knighting ceremony. I've never met anyone else that did the knighting ceremonies. I think it's, it's so fun. It's like it a, really is. <laughs> it really, I, I think if anyone's listening to this and they're going to do a trail and you haven't gotten a trail name, you need to start the knighting idea because it's awesome. It is. So moving on to Kennedy Meadow South. Well, I think we should we should ask what, what happened between Tehachapi to Kennedy South because we didn't see you in that stretch. Uh, we finally um, met back up with you in Kennedy Meadow South. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that stretch was nothing special for me. Yeah. Uh, that was it, was, it was not my favorite stretch. Uh, nothing really major happened. I started listening to podcasts and music during that section because I was just kind of bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I, I, I like, I like to start my trails. Like, I, I try not to listen to music and podcasts at the beginning because I know I'm going to need it as a crutch later. So that, that Thank was really you. where I started doing it. Thank you, Deuces, for saying that because. Sometimes we have gotten on social media, like at one point, uh, Wesley had his his headphones in. At the 100 mile At the 100 marker. mile marker. And we had done a video of it and posted it. And some guy commented on it and was like, enjoy na nature. Get your effing headphones out of your ears and listen to the birds or something like that. And I almost like. <laughs> Wait, you, got, you guys hiked 2,700 miles, right? Did, did you see any nature at all? 
<laughs> oh no, I, we, we never saw Jason. Oh my gosh. Ever. I mean, we really looked for it. All we saw were people all the time in cars. That's it. And, and a lot of buildings with coffee and groceries. I don't know about you, but for all 2,700 miles, I was staring at my feet. Like, <laughs> actually, I there, okay, I, I am a foot starer, so that one does too. kind of break <laughs> through. Like, actually, that's kind of accurate. I did stare at my feet a lot. Yeah. Um, especially when I was so scared I was going to fall off a ledge or trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So then Kenny met us out. We finally reunite again. Like, I literally feel like our relationship with you was we would miss you and not see you. And then we'd all of a sudden reunite and we'd start out together. And then somehow something would happen and we wouldn't see you for a week again. <laughs> and then we would reunite again. Yeah. <laughs> long-term <laughs> leapfrogging. It was a long-term leapfrog. But um, the Kenny Meadow South was a lot of fun. It's like a giant party. Hey, hang on one second. Before we go there, I'm going to go pee. I'll be right back. I okay. gotta go pee too. Hey, you so know what, Jesus? Out. Let's take a break. I'm gonna send you another link. So we'll Sounds send good. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, bye. I didn't know he was gonna say that, yeah. but that was really funny. Tea breaks are the best. I was trying to hold back my <laughs> laughter. Sorry, deuces, that we kept that in there, but we were trying to transition to a to I think be it's continued. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> so you guys hang on to your chairs or your walks or, or whatever. Or your porcelain thrones. And uh, because that's our <laughs> end of our part one of part two series with. With uh, deuces. Deuces. Thanks for listening to our fireside chat with him. Yes. And expect the second half to come up very, very soon. soon. Well, everyone, we hope you're enjoying our podcast. Yeti walks into Vase Camp. We're your hosts. I'm Vase Camp. And I'm Yeti Legs. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know in the comments below. Or you can also shoot us an email to our podcast, Yeti Walks into Base Camp at gmail.com. So it's just the name of our podcast, all together, all lowercase. We look forward to hearing from you. And if you do enjoy our episodes, please be sure to like and subscribe. And if there are any pertinent links or other information that you're interested in from the episode, just find that in the show notes below. Yes. And so I uh, also wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to Ryan G for our intro and Bradley Black for our outro. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And as we like to say in the hiking community... Happy Happy trails. trails.